Hello there, this is the Psychology Report, and it's good to have you uh, listen in again today. You know, the older I get, I guess, uh, the more I become interested in the topic of uh, centurions, those people that live to 100 and beyond 100. The topic is of considerable interest to me, and I uh, try to find articles and try to find examples of people who have lived into the uh, 100 plus years of their life. And um, it's an interesting study, actually, and it's something that uh, I think is worthy of our consideration, no matter how old we are. But certainly as we get older, the more that this issue, I think, is an important one because it can give us some ideas and teach us some uh, points about how to age and how to age well. I don't know if the name of uh, Gene Kelmet uh, means anything to you, but Jean Kelmet uh, lived in France. Uh, she was born in um, 1875 and died in 1997. That made her 122 years of age when she died and is recorded as the oldest living person ever to live in the world, at least by recorded history. But you know this issue of the centurions, the people who are uh, increasingly living to 100, is um, quite a phenomenon. There was less than um, 50,000 uh, such individuals living in America in the year 2000. But here we are at the year 2020, approximately, and we have 100,000 people who are now living to 100. And if you project the uh, scheme going forward, in the year 2040, that's just 20 years from now, we anticipate about 200 people living to 100. That's double almost of what that will be. And if you even projected another 20 years in advance, that'd be 2060, we're looking at somewhere around 600 people, 600, pardon me, 600,000, that's just 600,000 people living to uh, be 100. So we had 50,000, we've moved to 100,000 now, 100,000, um, and now we're looking at maybe even 600,000 in the years 2060. So this is quite a uh, phenomenon. And it's important to understand it and understand what's going on in the world today. You know, it's possible that a person who is now born today, or who will soon be born, could live to 150. So it's a phenomenon that is a, uh, it requires us to think differently about it and to maybe appreciate increasing age much more than we ever have in the past. Gene Clement, uh, Clement said this, I just kept getting older and couldn't help it. That's how she explained her age at 100 years of age and beyond. I just kept getting older and couldn't help it. Well, that doesn't cut it very much today because it's more than just a matter of tolerating a situation such as increasing age. It's a matter of living it out in a life, in a vital life pattern. So that there's joy and that there's excitement and that there's encouragement and stimulation in your life as you increase your age, even if you increase your age after 
100 years. Here's three areas that uh, need to be kind of rethought. And uh, maybe this could be helpful to you. Uh, one is just your attitude about health itself. See, it's much more than just going to the doctor periodically and having him monitor your blood pressure or blood sugar levels or whatever it might be. I mean, health is much more than monitoring the signs of health or ill health. It's a matter of living fully. It's a matter of living in, in an engaged kind of way with people who are also healthy. So it's being around healthy people, but it's the idea of not just putting up with a situation, but it's preventing disease, it's preventing illness, and emphasizing the well-being of a person's life for the future, the enjoyment of having a full life, the engagement in a full life, and not be afraid to live out and to take risks and take chances and undergo new experiences as you increase your age. Don't worry about your health. Let your health take care of itself. Just work to live. Live to live. Live to enjoy life and live to be part of life and live to thrive. Not live to just monitor one's uh, health symptoms or vital signs. That's a pretty narrow view of life. That's all you're doing is kind of monitoring your vital signs. Monitor the number of steps you've walked per day. Monitor the number of new people you've introduced yourself to each day or in a month's time. Monitor how many new experiences that you've entered into. Monitor how many learning experiences you've had. Monitor how many people have engaged in a positive relationship with you and enjoyed you. Monitor how much physical exercise and physical activity you put forth in the course of a day or period of time. You see, live healthy. Live to live. Don't live to just retire. You know, just to kind of put yourself on the shelf and live it out. Okay? So that's one. Your health attitudes. We just know that people who have a healthy attitude about health and about their future health, live better and live stronger and live in a much more meaningful way. Look at the, and look at the idea of just wealth itself. You see, the old idea used to be that you saved so that you could retire at some age, such as 65, and then just live out life as a kind of a, a way of putting up with a situation, tolerating a situation. You live to retire, and then you stop living. You just kind of stayed at home, and you stayed in your own bailiwick, and you uh, hung around the people that you've always known. And uh, life has been, was uh, thought to be kind of a moderate kind of thing, and uh, not particularly enjoyable. But a new attitude about the idea of wealth is that you save money, so that you can maintain a lifestyle that you've always had. And in fact, you can enrich the lifestyle that you've had in the past. You can even extend it beyond what you have done in the past. See, you live to live. You live to live outward. You live to live upward. You live to live a world of joy and thriving 
rather than a world and a life of just depletion. You live to see that your wealth increases over time. It enhances itself over time, and you use it well over time, rather than just kind of look at the wealth that you've accumulated and watch how it decreases over time as you increase in age. It's not a matter of just kind of having a wealth so that you can live out your life and hopefully you will live as long as your money lives. But the idea of living your life in a way that you out, outlive your money, so to speak, and with joy and ex excitement and thriving lifestyle, your money will follow. So enjoy the money and enjoy the life and enjoy yourself. And that way you will be a happier person. You'll be much richer within your own emotions and your own mental state. Say, saving for life. Don't save for retirement. Save for life. Okay, that's number two. Number three is an attitude regarding yourself. You know, research has shown that uh, self-perception of aging influences not only how we age, but it influences how we enjoy the aging process and how we live it out. You see, it's that if you look at aging as a positive experience, as a, a wonderful thing, as something that's joyful and something that's exciting and will be uh, expanding you and, and, and you'll be thriving, if you look upon your retirement that way, if you look upon your, your future that way, if you look upon your own self, your own future self that way, your health status will be more positive as you grow older. And you will live longer, and you'll live with less disability. So it's a whole idea of living your life in a positive sense uh, and looking at aging in a positive kind of way will allow you to have a much more enjoyable aging process and enjoyable life whatever age you are at. Now, before I close today, I'd like to kind of read the story of Molly. Molly died at 98.6 years of age. She almost made it to 100. And she was in relatively good health at the time she died. So she essentially died of old age. But listen to her story. And as I read this story, here's what I want you to do. I want you to count the number of positive health experiences that this lady engaged in on a regular basis. In other words, what were the positive, healthy behaviors that were part of her life? I'll tell you the answer. There are 18 of them. But see if you can pick them out as I read her story, all right? For 55 years prior to her death, Molly had not visited the office of a physician and had no record of ever having taken a prescribed medication. She essentially cared for herself. She graduated from high school, but was self-educated beyond her formal high school education. She maintained an active social life and engaged in a regular habit of reading and self-education. She had an excellent support system. She ate moderately, and her diet included an adequate supply of vegetables and fruits from her garden and from her backyard fruit trees. She loved an occasional donut and chocolate candy bar. 
She meticulously followed a sleep pattern of eight hours per night and was often known to take a one-hour power nap each afternoon. Although she was known to exercise by her daily walks until walking became an impossibility during her last five years of life. While her life grew frail, her mind remained sharp. Her attitude was always known to be positive. Further, Molly was not one to consume liquor, alcohol, tobacco, or other forms of self-medication. She did, however, have a general vitamin to supplement her daily health diet. Although unknown, it appears that she came from a very well-honored and healthy genetic pool. Her family line all lived well and enjoyed a long life. They all finished well and in their own time and in their own way. Well, Molly was kind of a neighbor to me, and um, although I didn't know her personally, I came to know her story after her death. But it's an interesting story. There are 18 health habits there that she enjoyed and that she participated in. No wonder she lived to a good age, 98.6. And she had a positive attitude, and she had a healthy attitude, and she had a forward-looking attitude, even up to the point of her own death. You see, if you view aging positively, you're going to age positively. You see? If you save money so that you can have a rich and thriving and exciting life after retirement, you will have that. That's what you'll have, a life that thrives and you can enjoy the thriving. And if you have an attitude of your own health, that is, health is not something that you just tolerate, and ill health isn't something you just monitor, but that you live to live healthy. You live to enjoy your health. You live to take advantage of your health. And you monitor good health. You don't monitor ill health. You look at all the things you're able to do. And you do the things that you can even advance in your health. That is like walking, exercise, and living a positive life. So aging is an exciting thing. I recommend it to you. But don't do it as Clement did it. You know, she just kind of got older. That's all she did. It was kind of like a helplessness, if you will. Kind of like a passivity of attitude, even though she lived a long time. But she didn't enjoy life. She didn't thrive. She tolerated and put up with and lived a long life. And um, you can do it differently. You can thrive. You can enjoy. You can enrich yourself. You can self-educate yourself. You can be part of new, exciting things. On into your life well beyond 100. So do it. Plan on doing it, okay? Well, anyway, good to have you with me today, and I would recommend that you go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, and in that website, you'll find a book, living in a, no, Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle. Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. And Molly's story is in that book, but uh, you may want to get a hold of that book because it will teach you how to live a healthy life, even though you live in a world of stress, but how to live years beyond yourself in a healthy kind of way. So it's a great book, and it's a great summer reading. So uh, pick it up from my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Nice day with me today, and bye for now.